0: So by later admission, Dahmer talked about wanting to dominate and control a completely submissive male partner.
1: Dominate.
0: That's really good. Thank you. I never thought of that. Thank you. Welcome, indeed, back to Shit They Do Not Tell You What About podcast. My name is Stephen Green, and today we are talking about Jeffrey Hi, I'm Dahmer. Nikki
1: Limo. I'm also a co-host on this podcast.
0: Nobody cares. Shit They Don't Tell You. This is a Steve episode. It's all Steve day, and everyone's excited about it.
1: Cool, I'm excited. What are we talking about?
0: Today we're talking, indeed, about... Indeed. Jeffrey Dahmer. One Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: The one Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: So, are you aware that there is a Netflix show right now about Jeffrey Dahmer?
1: Yeah, I've heard about that, and I don't get why we have to have another one. But okay, we mean another one. There's so many. There's a lot of documentaries about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah,
0: but most kids, especially people listening to this, were probably born like 2005 or some shit, so they don't know. I uh-huh. think it's a brand new fucking know. documentary. They don't know.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Do you ever notice that? All
1: right. Whatever.
0: You ever this... notice like old movies like don't like they're basically just remaking old movies, and people don't even fucking notice because it's like, hey, this looks new.
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, not that they don't know about Lion King and Aladdin all yeah, that Yeah, they shit, say
1: there's but, no original stories anymore.
0: There's really not. Especially if you look into, at the structure of yeah. stories. Like, it's really... I guess I
1: just saw a tweet about, like, some of the victims' families getting their, um, portray- like, being portrayed again, and they're, like, really fucking sick of it. They're, like... yeah. Just leave us alone. Like, Honestly, how many how many more do you need? Like, we've already done this. It, like, why do we have to keep reopening the wound every fucking five years? Because you want to talk about a serial killer because everyone's obsessed with serial killers.
0: Why are we like this?
1: I don't know. Because, like, I will admit that um, I, I think true crime is really interesting, but more in a sense of, like, I want to know how people's minds operate so that it's almost like so i could protect myself better like don't just blindly trust people look for you know similarities in these killers that you can like are red flags you know they all have very specific tri- like certain ways of thinking certain backstories in their childhood like certain ways that they manipulate people you They're know also
0: master i have to say something a pattern i've personally noticed they tend to be masters at observing human um like basic humanity yeah. so like you know, one of um, Ted Bundy's things was like preying on that awkward, like kindness stuff that yeah. we all do sometimes where it's like the helping there's someone. a stranger and it's like, hey, can you come help me? Yeah. And like, you don't want to help them, but you're like, feel awkward. And so you're like, want to be nice.
1: Especially women. Exactly. Women feel very obligated to like.
0: Or you're a bitch immediately, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it's fucking interesting that they observe that flaw. Mm-hmm. They find like that weakness and they exploit the shit out of it. Yeah. Super interesting. Anyway, Jeffrey Dahmer was born. Do you know when he was born?
1: Well, only because you just told me right before we started recording. Curses! <laughs> May twenty first.
0: So yeah, he's born May twenty first, nineteen sixty. He's a Taurus. So, what do you think about Tauruses now?
1: They all—they are all serial killers. That's what I'm thinking. All of them are serial killers. <laughs> That's what I'm beginning Every to think. Every single one. Actually, you should never trust a Taurus. My mom's a Taurus.
0: I don't trust Taurus. I don't trust
1: her. Look what she created—an abomination.
0: Trust, I don't even trust the car. I won't even get into that car.
1: Me neither. I won't even trust the Taurus. That—that is the energy of planets that goes like nope. this. You know, like.
0: By the way, true story. Me and Nikki, we were, um, you know, looking for a house in Vegas. Yeah. We found out our realtor was a Taurus, and we fired him on the spot. That's a true story.
1: He tried to kill us. At least we know that because of his astrological sign, he was most probably trying to kill us. He was out of defense. You know, I, was, I was looking at a list of serial killers, and um, they had their astrological signs next to them. Very few Scorpio, like like none, like I mean no very Scorpios. few. What's very few? Well, I can't remember if they're a Scorpio or not, but I just remember being like, "Yes, we're not on the list." Like, I don't think there were Scorpios on that list. There's like the most famous serial killers; none of them were Scorpios.
0: Hitler was a Scorpio.
1: No, he wasn't. He was a Taurus. I hope he was. I think he was a Taurus. Actually, like look it up right now. Actually, look it up. Fine. I think he was a Taurus.
0: I sure hope he, w- I sure hope he was a Scorpio. That would I don't just, think he that is. That would just own you so good right now.
1: I, I was actually surprised because- Wait, he's I...
0: April 20th, right? Everyone knows that. 420, right? Everyone knows that.
1: So he's an Aries? Wait, <clears throat> he's on the cusp of being a Taurus then, if it's April 20th. So he's a fucking Taurus. He's on the cusp. Yeah, he's, he's an Aries. Well, I don't like Aries either.
0: I'm looking up <laughs> Adolf Hitler Astrological. Look, I. If this is boring to you, I'm sorry, but this is actually fascinating to me. I think that we might have cracked the code on this thing.
1: I I was surprised that there weren't more Scorpios because I feel like, you know, like they're pretty good manipulators psychologically. Like, I don't know, they're kind of brooding, kind of into weird, weird shit.
0: It says it says Taurus sun for Hitler. See, so there see, there you go. Well,
1: Taurus, the sun sign is the sign that most people go by.
0: All right, we're gonna get in now into one. Jeffrey H. Albadeus Dahmer.
1: Is this middle name really Albadeus? I don't
0: think... (coughs) Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is Albadeus. No, it's not. It is. You didn't know that, huh?
1: Fuck you. (laughs) I hate
0: that you know me. I hate it. I know. I can't stand it. Also, I missed you so much. (laughs) I missed missed you. I love you. I love my wife. Okay, so... um...
1: You're not allowed to be a wife guy anymore. We're going off on tangents, but... Sorry. Wife guy is... End the, up being cheaters. Don't all be of wife them. Guys. Oh, that's yeah. true.
0: Oh, because of that. You're talking about that guy from, yeah, sh- from yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From try. Yeah, the try guys. Guy. Yeah, the wife guy. Try guys. he was like known for like being with his wife. Yeah, be- and, stuff. and like
1: like very publicly like mm. adores her. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and like Adam Levine or whatever. They they they're calling all wife guys cheaters now. Wife
0: guys are cheaters. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Can't love your wife too much. Can't
1: love your wife too
0: much. Don't love anything too much. I think we all agree. You can love me too much. It's okay. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Um. So he's born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I know this. So yes. Um, the reason why I'm doing the show is to ride search because guess what? There's a fucking Netflix show and people are googling the shit. So hopefully we get some juicy, juicy clicks. God. Anyway. Um. So so, so Jeffrey is from Wisconsin. Yeah. He was dep- like the, the basic story is he was deprived of attention as an infant.
1: Like, I literally saw a documentary on this like five years ago.
0: It doesn't matter. This is a new one with new cinematographers, okay. new budget, oh, new actors. Right, you understand? Right, right,
1: right. Same trauma. You can't new- just do
0: one story, although they should not remake Schindler's List. I think that's like a one and done. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, this is a story that it's because I think, you know. So he was uh, deprived of attention as an infant, according to some sources, but then some sources say he was generally like, pretty much showered with love and praise by both of his parents, although his mom was known to be kind of like like tense. Um, and she wanted attention, and she wanted pity from her neighbors, right? And as Jeffrey gets into the third grade.
1: So he, did she have Munchausen syndrome by proxy or something?
0: I don't think she was ever diagnosed with that. Oh, okay. Um, which is when you do things to harm your child so that they need you. So
1: in the oh, do you get sympathy? Yes. And like, you know, attentions? Yes. Uh, for being like a savior?
0: Um, <clears throat> his um, th- his mom, however, was a hypochondriac.
1: Okay, are you describing, is it me? Like,
0: um, I'm pretty it's, it's tense, pretty I'm pretty a
1: hypochondriac.
0: She's half Filipino. Okay. Yeah.
1: Didn't know that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> On mom. one
0: occasion... Um, even his mom was known to have attempted suicide oh, as well. Damn. Um, but neither parent apparently devoted much time to their son, who later recollected that he felt unsure about the solidity of the family, like as a unit. Right. Okay. Um, he kind of thinks of a meme. He thinks was a little bit a bit of a meme.
1: Okay, that's fairly normal.
0: Right. Um, he was apparently an energetic and very happy child, but he became subdued. After, so he, so before his fourth birthday, he had to get double hernia surgery. Oh, shit. And at school, people, um, and you know, basically after that surgery, he was noticeably different. Oh. Like he, like he was more, he wasn't as energetic. And less like hernias. Useful. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He was, less hernias now. Yeah. But he became more like withdrawn, I guess.
1: Oh. The hernias contained his love
0: juice. Could have been. So and maybe the doctors fucked him up, right? Yeah, we love to blame the medical system. Yeah, I do.
1: Got traumatized subconsciously.
0: And do- but um, due to due to his fa- his father's general absence <laughs> and his and his mother's <laughs> illnesses, um, he, you know, people believe that maybe that's why he didn't have that many friends. Like he had a lot. Going on at home. Right. And he had to process. A, like shit going on with himself medically. And then, yeah, he just didn't get to hang out with kids as much. Okay. So then, um, in October 1966, they moved to Doylestown, Ohio. And then they have um, a little brother for Jeffrey. And Jeffrey actually got to pick the name. He picked the name David for some reason. Okay. I think it's a bad name.
1: <laughs> Why is that a bad name? I think it's
0: objectively just an awful name. Wow.
1: We well, you know a lot of Davids.
0: I don't like their names, but I like them.
1: <laughs> Stupid! It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. <laughs> but I like them. He's not serious. Everybody, named I'm David. I'm hundred
0: percent serious. So there you go. David. All Davids.
1: He means it.
0: <laughs> um. So he names the, the, his little brother David. Um. Now Jeffrey starts to take a fascination with. You know, like you, you get like a chicken at the store, like like a, one of those like... Um, I don't eat You chickens. don't do it, but I know, but you don't know I mean, you know what I mean?
1: I guess I suppose there was a time where I used to eat chicken okay, and so purchase get, one at the you store. You get like those, what are they called? The, the tubs, cutlet? Uh,
0: the tubs and it's got uh, kind of chicken in it? The tubs of the
1: rotisserie chicken? Yeah, rotisserie chickens, thank you. Okay.
0: So Jeffrey was noticing like like while they're eating dinner one night, he, he was noticing, he took an interest in the bones right. of the chicken. Right, and he actually asked his dad about like, "Hey, dad, what would happen if we like put these bones um, in bleach?" Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, and his dad thought that was kind of sick. Yeah, he thought it was kind of tight, like kind of like how Bart is with Tyka, right? Yeah, he he, like like, like, oh
1: my son has an interest in chemistry. Wow, my
0: son like is going to be a chemistry major now. It's like actually going to be a fucking serial killer, Bart. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like the dad thought it was really sick and tight and also Jeffrey used to take markers mm-hmm. permanent markers and draw all over his dad's iMac but Jeffrey's dad thought it was tight like Bart it's Stupid. not tight okay That's my buddy Bart anyway
1: um the iMacs of 1966 they, did not have they yeah. were so different than now so
0: so from an early age he was interested in animal bones and even like when you know you had the family like, there's a cat or a dog or a living animal. Mm. He was interested, like, in feeling them and where their bones are. What the How fuck? How fucking interesting is that, right?
1: I remember in science class in eighth grade, we had to take a rotisserie chicken and clean the bones thoroughly and put the chicken back together in, like, the skeleton form. <clears throat> Why did I we have I to thought, do that? I thought it was gross. Did you have to do that, too? I didn't
0: have to do that, but I had I had to do the pig thing.
1: What's the pig thing?
0: They get, like, these little pigs, like, tiny little, tiny little baby pigs. That are dead already. What? And then we had to like operate on them. Oh and all my kinds god! Of shit. Yeah, it was crazy. What? It was crazy. We
1: did frogs, but like yeah, we did frogs. But too. the chicken thing was like purely for the skeletal thing for the skeleton <clears throat> for the bones. Like we were learning the bone names and stuff.
0: No, we did baby pig. It was like the smallest little baby pig I ever saw.
1: What the? Fu- that would traumatize me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pigs are yeah. so smart.
0: I know, but these ones weren't.
1: Chickens are dumb, and I was like, okay. And like frogs are kind of dumb, but like if uh, these pigs, hey, like if pigs are so smart,
0: they would know how to get away from us. And get off of the plate.
1: All right, moving on.
0: I agree with thinking, Actually, they're really smart. Um, so, so yeah, he's he's interested in dead animals, right? He saw one time he saw his dad removing dead animal bones from underneath the family home, and he he apparently got kind of weirdly thrilled, excited by the sound of animal bones like clacking together,
1: pop the boner.
0: I don't know, about that, but he used to call animal bones his fiddlesticks. <laughs> So that's kind of weird. That is
1: pretty weird. (laughs) Just calling
0: something a fiddlestick is weird. Calling something your fiddlestick is weird. Unless you're talking about your dick, I guess.
1: Well, how old was he? Because when I was a kid, I called things weird things all the time. I was like
0: six?
1: I called chicken the drumsticks. I called them chicken on the cob.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: And I didn't, like, it was unironic, too. It was like, I just thought things on sticks were cobs. That makes sense, though. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So fiddlesticks kind of like look like bones?
0: Don't call anything fiddlesticks. How about that? Well, just this is a general rule.
1: Can I go like, fiddle oh, fiddlesticks?
0: No, you may not. Like when
1: something bad happens. You may not. Okay.
0: Thank you. Just want to know the rules. Um, so they move again, right? Another place in Ohio. Kind of boring. Who really fucking gives, gives a shit, right? But apparently from this new move, um, Dahmer started collecting big insects like dragonflies. Okay. Okay. He's also collecting the... He starts... Um, Collecting skeletons of, of animals.
1: Okay, but insects don't have
0: bones. Yeah, I know, but he was like interested in all that shit, right? Okay. So then he, he'd he put all that in, fa- fa- in jars of fa- formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. That's what I just said. And then he would stow that away. <laughs> so why are you laughing?
1: Because <laughs> he didn't say formaldehyde, right?
0: <laughs> I, I nailed it, actually. Um
1: so he would st- wait. He put dragonflies in formaldehyde and put them in jars and st- and stow them away. Yeah, weird shit. Where did he get formaldehyde, bro? I don't
0: fucking know. It's not
1: like he had like the internet back then. Like it's like not a common Probably thing. In science have. class. Okay. Okay.
0: There you go. And so in 1975, uh, someone remembers Jeffrey Dahmer decapitating the carcass of a dog, before nailing the body to a tree, and impaling the skull on a stick. Like just in a field behind his house.
1: Yeah, why are we obsessed with this? Right. I don't.
0: And as a prank, he invited a friend just to check it out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I found this randomly. Crazy, huh?" But he obviously did it. Yeah. So then you know, he he gets into high school. He's seen as an outcast. Um, I guess he would bring liquor to school, and like hide it and shit. He also. Um, mentioned to a classmate who's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you drinking scotch?" He just he's like, "That's my medicine, dude." What? Yeah, he's like, "That's my medicine." Okay. It's like a grandpa thing to say. Sure. Pretty clever. Yeah. Um he's kind of he's kind of in high school as well, kind of um not exactly a social person. Okay. Uh largely uncommunicative, you might say. Um he was referred to by people around him, though, as highly intelligent. But he had average grades. So he was like, you know, Jeffrey, if you just apply yourself. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll I'll be a serial killer one day. You'll see. And they're like, you'll never be a serial killer, Jeffrey.
1: Right. You know what I mean? They like his teacher,
0: no, his teacher said he'll never be a serial killer. And then he said, you'll see. And then the teacher said, I've had so many wannabes try to be serial killers. And like, they all don't make it. And he's mm. like, I'm going to make it. Right. Yeah. When he... When he gets to puberty. He could
1: have averaged grades because he was applying his intelligence to things he was actually interested in, like bone structure.
0: Oh, great. Here's Nikki again with a rant about how college doesn't matter. Same. Great.
1: Maybe if we were allowed to explore things we were actually interested in, we could all be serial killers. Great.
0: If it was up to Nikki, all colleges would be bulldozed to the ground. Yeah,
1: I am so anti.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he gets to puberty, right? Sure. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, he kind of puts it together. That he likes dudes, like that he's gay, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell his folks. He didn't really tell anybody. Um, but That's pretty normal. But he apparently he had a brief relationship with another teenage boy, but they never did anything that that like or anything. So what, they, they didn't act on it.
1: They interviewed the boy, the other boy. Like, yeah, how yeah, yeah. does people know? Well, no,
0: Dahmer, Dahmer admitted it oh, okay. later on he said, when like, he's being interviewed. We'll have a little crush. spoiler. He gets arrested. I had later.
1: a crush, but I didn't do anything.
0: I love when people say, "Don't give me spoilers on something like that. It's like everyone's fucking heard the story yeah,
1: it's from the '60s.
0: Give me a break! Like, actually, that happened because we were the on 70s? JK. We were on JK yesterday. I was well, I was on JK yesterday, and we were talking about. Jeffrey Dahmer, and then like I I think it was fucking Anthony. He's like, no spoilers, I just started the show, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This
1: case has been solved for a long time.
0: Guy's a joke.
1: <laughs> Anthony or Jeffrey Dahmer?
0: Anthony Lee, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't stand that guy. Um, <laughs> Stupid. So by later admission, Dahmer talked about wanting to dominate and control a completely submissive male partner.
1: Dominate.
0: That's really good. Thank you. I never thought of that. Thank you. Um, he also had masturbatory fantasies, um, usually focusing on the chest and torso. Of what? Of the person, the subject.
1: Well, you know what? I don't kink shame. I masturbate to things all the but time. To de-
0: but to do... De- fucking well, weird. It's fine.
1: What? Wait.
0: To- well, dudes so- don't have no titties. That's, that's, I thought that was interesting.
1: Wait, are you saying like he masturbated to thinking of just like them being de- decapitated? No,
0: like looking at their chest and like torso. Just at their chest and torso. He's like a big chest and torso guy. You
1: know, some people like feet. Some people I, like chest I, I, I and torso. Thought, I,
0: thought I thought it was kind of strange. I don't know.
1: It's like the shape of it. I don't know. It's,
0: like, yeah, it's all good.
1: I don't, I don't know. That's not my it's thing. It's not for me. It's not my thing either. But I'm not going to shame people You're for right. liking I towards was, I'm sorry,
0: Jeffrey Dahmer, for shaming you. Is he still alive?
1: I have no idea. I think he got killed in prison, didn't he?
0: That's a massive spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, so that now we're going to get into one of his first attempts to kill. Okay. Okay. He conceals himself in bushes with the baseball bat to lie in wait for a man that he had observed being on this particular jogging path like many times. Okay. <clears throat> and he said that was his first attempt to attack and render an individual like um, unconscious so that he could have him be submissive to him. Okay. Um, he also used to do pranks.
1: Wait, how did that end up? He failed. Oh, well, what happened?
0: The guy didn't pass by that day. I thought I said that.
1: No, you didn't. You just said I like I was very clear about that. No, so he just waited in the bush with a baseball bat for all like time. For like yeah, like all <laughs> like all fucking day yeah.
0: And then nothing that guy
1: got like nagged by his wife that day to like fix the roof finally. Exactly. And, like, he <laughs>
0: did show. She's like, when are you going to go buy us a garbage can? He's like, oh my God, what the fuck, woman, who cares? Like just put it in the dry- <laughs> in the bag, it doesn't matter, it doesn't need to be in a can. And she's like, the neighbors are complaining.
1: Yeah, and he's like, oh, my fucking wife. And then he and God, then saved his life.
0: That guy, man, that guy's my fucking hero. Though, that guy. That's why
1: nagging wives are necessary. <laughs> save lives, that's what we nagging always say. Nagging wives save lives. You know, side note, when I got married, my initials changed to Nag.
0: <clears throat> Which I think I think is true, and apropos.
1: It used to be now. Now I'm a nag.
0: You are sure You sure? Okay, so his first murder. Let's get to his first murder. Okay. This is when the, I know Calm everyone. I, well, I know, but that's what everyone's listening for. So he commits his first murder in nineteen You're making it so
1: no one needs to watch the documentary or what?
0: Yeah, fuck this documentary. <laughs> I want all the views. I want all the clicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. Gonna happen. It's gonna, that's how it's going to happen.
1: Like, aren't people going to click thinking that you're going to have some take on it?
0: This is my take.
1: Okay, <laughs> just the story itself.
0: I think Tauruses are murderers.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that's clear.
0: Okay, so he, on, on June 18th, 1978, Jeffrey Dahmer picks up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks, Ooh. who's almost 19 years old.
1: Stephen, terrible name.
0: He, I like that name. He lures the youth to his house on the pretext of having some drinks. However, the, um, the hitchhiker um, just thought, you know, that that sounds kind of fine because I'm headed to a rock concert anyway, so I'll just like get some beers with you, no problem. Um, Dahmer had the house to himself. He and this is just three weeks after he graduated, right? Oh, okay. So like um He's living with his parents? Yeah, I believe so. According to Jeffrey, the sight of seeing this guy bare chested on the roadside so he's like shirtless walking sure. around.
1: He loves torsos.
0: Stirred his sexual exactly. He stirred his sexual feelings. Okay. And whenever he, um, the hitchhiker started talking about chicks, he knew Jeffrey knew, like cause that happened pretty quickly because this guy was like, he really wanted to pull, you know, he's he's like trying to go party and pull.
1: Okay, pull some chicks. Pull chicks. Okay.
0: So then Jeffrey was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! This guy's not gonna be down, probably, because he's talking about chicks immediately." Yeah. So he's like, oh, "I'm fucked." So then after several hours of like drinking, chilling stuff. The the hitchhiker's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna bounce. And that's when Jeffrey picked up a 10-pound dumbbell and hit him twice from behind with the dumbbell. Um, Over the head? The the hitchhiker, yep. The hitchhiker falls unconscious and then Jeffrey starts strangling him to death with the bar of the dumbbell. And this is where it's like, whoa, this is like maybe part of repressed shit. Mm-hmm. He started to strip the clothes from the guy's body and he's like, you know, like touching his chest and stuff. And then he masturbated like mm-hmm. while, while, hand, while like standing there.
1: All right. Okay.
0: Fucking intense.
1: Yeah. And I'd say
0: the next day, Jeffrey Dahmer dissected the guy's body in his basement. He then later buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard. And weeks later, he actually unearthed the remains and starts, like, picking all the flesh away from the bones. That's when he dissolves the flesh in acid and then crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and just, like, scattered them all over the woodland area. Basically, just doesn't want to get caught. Huh. like at all
1: oh this is different from what what I was reading about really like I thought he he like was obsessed with trying to get like the cleanest bones like the cleanest skull like he was obsessed with like wasn't he could be I thought he was obsessed uh, I, I know, maybe I'm s- confusing him with a different serial color but he I thought yeah like he he really wanted to get like the perfect skull and he wasn't Getting it right, but he um, mm. he like eventually figured out how to get the perfect skull, but um, yeah, it was after a lot of trial and error.
0: I see. Maybe that fr- happened. He was getting frustrated. All I know, well, from what I was looking at for for this mm-hmm. topic, he is definitely all about trying to mash bones up. Okay, that's like one of his jams. Okay. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to continue this sawdry tale. What about Jeffrey Dahmer? And we're going to talk about what happened at the Ambassador Hotel on November 20th, 1987. Right after this.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it.
0: Thank you for supporting the show. (laughs) Welcome back to Shit They Do Not Tell You About. On November 20th, 1987, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, he was with his grandmother, and, like, he was living with his grandmother at the time. Um, He encounters a 25-year-old man from Michigan, another Steve, randomly.
1: Yeah, fuck Steves, you know?
0: He, He finds him at a bar, persuades him, To come back with him to the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee, where Dahmer was renting a room. Um, Now Jeffrey later claims he wasn't planning on killing the guy; he just wanted to drug him and then lay next, like beside him, and like sexually assault him. Basically,
1: yeah, nothing wrong with that. the
0: The following morning, he awakes to find the guy lying beneath him on the bed. His chest is crushed in, and with back. Black and blue bruises, blood coming from the guy's mouth, and he's and Jeffrey says that his fists and forearm were bruised heavily. Um, he doesn't rem- he says he claims he doesn't remember killing this guy and kind of blacked out and then wakes up and is like, "Holy shit!" Damn, right.
1: That's crazy.
0: To dispose the body, he buys a large suitcase. He transports the body to his grandma's house. And then a week later, again, doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. He severs the head, the arms, and the legs from the torso. He fillets the bones before cutting the flesh into pieces small enough to handle. Then he buys a large briefcase. He wraps, you know, he gets all the bones. He puts them all on a sheet. He pounds them into sledgehammers. And then he takes the remains and, like, throws it away.
1: Okay. Okay so he's just wild. trying to di- dispose of
0: yeah but the fact that he ra- he wraps the bones up and then smashes them into like little tiny pieces with yeah. a sledgehammer is like one of his things interesting yeah for 2 weeks following this murder he just had the guy's head just chilling in a blanket and then after 2 weeks he boiled it into he boils it in an effort to retain the skull kind of what you were yeah. talking about earlier which he then used I'm not even gonna say. Okay, yeah. He used a stimulus, I'm not even gonna say. Okay,
1: good, yeah, let's not not go there.
0: Yeah, it's fucking just insane. Uh Um, Following that murder, um, he just started to be more active about this, right? Like, that's what he describes later. He's like, um, he would find people close to gay bars, um, and then he would usually lure them, that was kind of his thing, lure them back to his grandma's house, drugging them, before or shortly after having some kind of sexual activity with them and then once they were unconscious he would kill them by strangulation. Hmm. So like there's a thought that like you know maybe his want of having like be, or being dominant over somebody like was fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um 2 months after the murder he finds a 14-year-old Native American male prostitute he lures him to his house basically saying hey I'll give you 50 bucks if you come pose nude and the guy like comes with him they engage in sexual activity and then Jeffrey Dahmer leaves the body in the cellar for a week after strangling him and then kind of doing the same shit we talked about before that I don't need to really describe that yeah.
1: much yeah I heard how one of the ways he got caught was that his house smelled his apartment smelled like so bad, like terrible.
0: Yes. Um Look, I I don't want to, you know, it's all visceral stuff.
1: Yeah, and you, if you go through each murder that he did, it's it, it just
0: it, feels weird. Yeah, it and it kind of re- numbs you to wrong. like yeah
1: the actual reality of the, of what happened. It's like these are all people.
0: You, exactly. You it's that's what's crazy, it's yeah. so crazy when you're talking about a story of real people. Like these people really existed and they really were victims.
1: And they still have they have families that yeah. are that are mourning them still. Yeah, it's like I feel so bad when like they just keep remaking the same documentary because the victims' families like have to like go through that again. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. know. I, f- I feel very torn about it. On the one in, on the one sense, I think stories like these help to um, awaken people up to that there's not like all uh, like roses and lollipops in the world and like there are strangers that have really malicious intent and you know to have your guards up when it comes to the way people are acting towards you but on the other hand like the visceralness of the way that the murders were went down i think some people get too into it, yeah. Into that, yeah. I agree, with yeah. That.
0: I agree with that, even as I was just reading on that man. Man, I mean, this is all from Wikipedia, but I'm like, man, I
1: think because it's just so crazy that it does detach you from it being like you know, real people involved because it's like, so crazy because you kind of
0: have to rationalize that with yourself, like, yeah. It's a very strange thing,
1: like, like, only monsters are like this, like, right, like, not another person, like, right. another human being did this. It's crazy, I know, it's
0: crazy, anyway. Look, we're gonna talk about. Jeffrey Dahmer's capture. Okay. So July twenty second, nineteen ninety one, he approached three men with an offer of one hundred dollars to accompany him back to his apartment to pose for nude photographs. Right? He used that method before. One of the guys agreed to come back. Um, he's thirty two years old. His name's Tracy Edwards. Upon entering the apartment, he's immediately hit with a wall of like stench, foul odor. Yes. Yeah. See exactly. Um. He also noticed several boxes of hydrochloric acid on the floor, which Jeffrey claimed to use for cleaning bricks. (laughs) After minor conversation, um, the victim responds to Jeffrey's request to turn his head and view his tropical fish. So he's like, hey, turn your head and look at my tropical fish. How strange is that shit? (laughs) and then he looks down and sees that there's a handcuff being put on his wrist. He's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then Jeffrey unsuccessfully gets the guy's wrists cuffed and the guy immediately like started to to struggle, but he was like like verbally, right? He mm-hmm. was he was still just confused as to exactly what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jeffrey took out a knife and he's like hey i just want to take nude pics (laughs) and the guy was just like fuck what fuck what am i gonna do right um so he unbuttons his shirt and saying he would let him hey you can take pics just take off the handcuffs right um and just put the knife away and then jeffrey turns to the tv and he's and the victim is like dude he was like rocking back and forth and chanting so he puts his face on the guy's chest. And he's listening to his heartbeat and he has the knife pressed against him and tells the victim, I'm gonna eat your heart. So the guy's like, hey dude, I'm cool. I'm not gonna run away from you. I'm chill, I'm your friend. Um, and he's and he basically is just like trying to stall Jeffrey yeah. and he decided he's gonna, I'm gonna fucking jump out a window. I can run through the front door. Like what am I gonna do? And then he he's like, "Hey, I gotta use the bathroom." And he asked if they could just chill with a beer. Um. So he's like, "There's a very intense thing going on here. Like, yeah. where the guy knows that Jeffrey's being like wants to kill him mm-hmm. and eat his heart, and but he's just trying to like act chill about it instead yeah. of like being frantic and fucking really yeah go, making him go aggro." Um. So then he's like, hey, "Let's just have a beer in the living room. There's air conditioning in there." And then Jeffrey's like, yeah, okay, cool. And they walked in the living room and when the guy finishes going to the bathroom. And then once they're in the living room, he waited until Jeffrey had a momentary lapse in concentration, that's what he describes, before requesting to use the bathroom again. And as, and he gets up on the couch. He notes that Jeffrey's not holding handcuffs. And that's when he just fucking clubs him in the face. He punches him off balance hits him in the head, runs out the front door, and then he runs outside. This is 11:30 at, at night, July 22nd. He flags down Milwaukee police officers on the on the street corner, and the officers immediately like take note of like holy shit, the guy has a fucking handcuff mm-hmm. like on his wrist, and he he's telling the officers like this freak placed handcuffs on me and asked the police if he could remove them. Um the police tried to use their handcuff keys, Mm -hmm. but it it didn't fit. Um, So then uh, he basically leads the police back to the apartment where he had been with Jeffrey, right? Right. And the officers get there, apartment 213. Dahmer invites them all in and and just says like, yeah, I put the handcuffs on the guy. Um, I have no real explanation. I did that. And that's when the guy, um, the victim tells the officers that Jeffrey had threatened him with a knife and Jeffrey just didn't say anything about that. Um, um, he, he instead says, oh, you can get the handcuff key. It's like right there. Right. And so he's just trying to be agreeable. And once one of the police officers enters the bedroom, um, Jeffrey tries to hand him the key himself like being like cool like trying to be overly cool and the second officer's like hey back off right you gotta fuck off back off right um what do you mean overly cool what what do you mean oh he like the police are in his house yeah and then he's like he's like oh let me get through the key it's fine everything's good but
1: why would the other officer be like back off
0: because he's trying to hand something to the police officer oh okay and like they they were like hey back off right they they thought this entire thing was fucking crazy.
1: They must smell the house.
0: Well that too, that too. So in the bedroom the police officer noted there was a huge knife under the bed. He saw an open drawer which had tons of Polaroid pictures, many of which were human bodies in various stages of dismemberment. Then he noticed the the like the decor um like was the same. As the photos mm-hmm. and he's like, "Holy shit, and he tells he like walks in the living room he shows the pictures to his partner, and that's when um Jeffrey starts fighting with the officers to try to resist arrest um they overpower him, cuff him, and got back up and then they open the fridge to reveal a severed head and Jeffrey immediately blurts out for what I did I should be dead basically like mm. he knows he's got okay so yeah I mean they 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 found a bunch of severed heads uh, like later on in the apartment they found ton like seven skulls I believe they found um just a bunch of different human body remains, remains yeah. yes um that I'm going to skip past okay um but he he ends up like being with the police officers and he's just confessing to, you know, the murders that he committed, and they, they did sixty hours of interviews where Jeffrey waived his right to an attorney and was just like, "Let me take you through everything," and that's why we know about all this stuff and so much details about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the reasons why I picked this particular topic—I mean, I was joking earlier about search, whatever—it's just that everyone was talking about this recently. Yeah, like everyone. Um, like, well, I was just filming with jk like everyone in the room was talking about it everyone's been watching this this netflix show and stuff Mm -hmm. and it is a i think we live in a strange time where you can you can actually produce um a, a piece of art about something that real that happened to real people and that's fucked up yeah and like it's such a strange thing to like that we do this as a culture like like Of course, everyone loves the true story, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of controversy right now about like the whole true crime genre. It's kind of getting attacked because it's a lot of um, females, like mostly a female demographic, which is weird because they're the biggest. They're the biggest victims of the crimes usually. Uh, Not in Dahmer's case, but like uh, a lot of the serial killers, you know, target women, and so there's like a there's like a debate on like. You know, like uh, this shouldn't be right because there's a lot of victims and stuff. And then the women are like, "Yeah, but like, it like helps to know the psychology behind this so that you can protect yourself." And then you know, we have shows like that. Mind, was that that mind, mind, Hunter. mind hunters? Yeah, we're like show. it really reflects how um learning more about serial killers and the way that their minds operate uh and the way that they like their motives and all of that stuff there's like linkages to patterns yeah there's patterns and so i think can use
0: to help find other ones
1: exactly and and prevent um serial Mm -hmm. killers and kind of like nip it in the bud next time instead of like acting like it's all just random people well that was
0: that was such a fascinating element to you know what what Mindhunter, I guess, reminded people about is that it was controversial when people wanted to talk to these serial killers and actually try to understand what was going on. Yeah. Like it was controversial at the time. Yeah. It's like, why would you ever want to talk to a serial killer, for example? Exactly. Right? It's like it's you know in a, not the best example, but it's like almost like a cancel culture thing. <laughs> but it, but but like it's not the best example. Why are because, you
1: platforming killers? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like
0: that. But they're just trying to like the the police officers who were behind that the Mindhunter show. like, yeah. like the, the reason why the show they was changed
1: just, the whole way investigations. Work. Yeah, like it,
0: let's talk to these guys. Let's find out their patterns. Let's actually try to uh, attack the source of the problem so that we can help to find other ones. Mm-hmm. Which pe- like again politicians and all kinds of stuff, people, voters, all kinds of stuff at the time. They're like. That's fucked up. Why would you ever want to even like like sit in the same room as those people? They're monsters, etc. And of course they are. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But it's just about, like you said, understanding something. Yeah. Like trying to get some kind of scientific rationale.
1: Like for the heinous crimes that occurred, it's nice to like at least find the silver lining is like we can learn from these killers and prevent, possibly prevent future killers or p- future killings from happening.
0: And it's one of those things, so like, you know, the fact that our culture's so obsessed with this stuff, and like, you know, there's that movie Monster, with Charlize Theron, Academy Award-winning movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, th- uh, we do have a need mm-hmm. to dramatize true stories, and like, like, you know, people want to, uh, you know, it's like a, a horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. You love watching it in the theater, you love like the fucking thrill up your back of like holy shit that's scary and like the jump scares or whatever it is, but nobody wants to go through that themselves, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a weird spectator sport that we all um participate in in as a culture. And I just thought it was an interesting thing yeah. to like that everyone is so fascinated again. Like I like I said, everybody that I know is like watching this Dahmer show. But like is there a line? Like is there like, is there some, is there some part of this that is wrong? Like, cause it does feel kind of wrong. Even dude, when I was just reading about like those bones and all that stuff, it's like, holy shit, like that actually happened. Well, yeah, I was,
1: I was reading a, the tweet about, uh, like, so like a cousin of one of the victims was pretty mad because like they were doing side by sides of like, look how it was portrayed in the documentary. Her, like she, the cousin had like a mental breakdown in court and goes off on this rant and because her freaking brother just got killed right and like she found out about in the most horrific way and then they're like look how it was portrayed in the movie in the documentary versus the real life and like it was almost like kind of praising the actor for doing such a great recreation but this is actually a real person Mm -hmm. who went through a traumatic experience and and now people are
0: dramatizing it
1: yeah exactly and I always kind of thought that the families gave permission when they would do shit like this, but apparently they they, they don't, don't have to like, yeah. yeah, they
0: don't need their permission. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things too. Um, it's like, what is the line? Cause like the news does this. Yeah. Like you're watching the news and they're talking about something fucked up that just happened. And then you have to sit through ads after. <laughs> so it's like. It's just it's, uh, it's you know like
1: monetizing
0: Yeah, it's a it, you know it's kind of a strange indictment of our culture, but it's but it's also not like nobody's watching this shit. Yeah. So it's like you know supply and demand. Um but this particular topic I brought up because you know so Jeffrey, right, mm-hmm. was re- repressing I think throughout his youth and this is not just one reason why he was a killer, right? There was a lot going on there. But, like, the idea of, you know, repressing yourself leads to pain, I believe. Uh, And I I think that keeping, you know, parts of yourself in the shadows Mm -hmm. can lead to worse things.
1: Yeah, we should do an episode on shadow, on the shadow self and shadow work and stuff. Because I think that is a really important thing to confront that a lot of people don't because you're you're kind of shamed not to like
0: can you describe the shadow self
1: it's like the parts of you that aren't socially acceptable so you've always been told they're wrong and so they like live in the shadows they're not they don't disappear
0: you're not talking about like picking boogies either you're talking about like
1: i'm talking about like like it could be a number of things like um like maybe you do this really maybe you like constantly interrupt people or like you you know like and that's bad societally like that's rude you know why would you do that? You're shamed, you're punished for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, then whenever you see people interrupting people, you're like, get all mad about uh, yeah, them. because you do Because, it. y- yeah, it's a part of you, you don't know. Yeah. that you haven't like really accepted. Mm. You hate that part of you. And so, instead of acknowledging that the part of you exists, you pretend it doesn't and, and then you point it out at when other people are doing that thing because you really just hate it in yourself. Yes. And so, when you do shadow work it's like accepting these parts of you that were labeled bad um that there's like a that like the the more you deny them the the more they grow like inside of you in the shadows and then they can manifest and come out in like toxic ways mm-hmm. rather than like you deal with them on your own and you kind of accept them and and you work with your shadow self in a way that's more healthy and productive to your Authent- like it makes you a complete authentic whole person right. when you attach the shadow to your self that you identify with because you don't you don't really have a whole identity without it. Got it. And so yeah, like denying that this part of you exists like cuts off part of who you authentically are.
0: Yeah, I don't think it leads to pain.
1: And it well it leads to unhealthy behaviors or yeah. or things. It it can it can it doesn't necessarily but it can show itself in in other ways because you didn't
0: deal with it what do you think about um especially the female fascination with the true crime stuff that's going on right now like a lot of those true crime well i talked about
1: it already like i think that there's a case to be made that like i i like listening about true crime but it's more the psychological aspects of like I'm very interested on what motivates people to do things like what like what, in their mind like in their backstory made them go like made them go that far and go into that realm and I am interested in that not just, not just with serial killers but with everything like what motivates people to succeed like really and go really high up so I, I like exploring all ends of the spectrum of human motivation and when something extreme like like crazy killers that do extreme things crazy have like crazy examples of it. I like to explore the psychology of it. Just like mind hunters, like where like, it, are there patterns in that type of behavior? Is there something you can stop in childhood or have prevented that from happening? Is there a way that like, if, if that person had seen gotten help or gotten support or seen a therapist earlier in their life, could that have been prevented? I'd right. like to know. And like from an acting perspective, like when I was, doing a lot of acting a lot of it is just studying people and and their backstories you do such in-depth backstories on characters because there's a certain way that if you're brought up and you have these memories like trauma is what kind of creates aspects of your personality and yeah i just think all that is fascinating and i i am also fascinated with how they solved cases so i'm i'm That's what I love. i'm most fascinated in like Yeah. I like to see
0: the answers. I like to see how and yeah, yeah, I love or how
1: certain victims got away, like what changed why was that one? Give them a better chance, yeah. Yeah, why was that one able to get away? I think that's helpful in protecting yourself Mm -hmm. and so there's a myriad of of reasons why I like to hear about the stories and, and the fact that it's real and that it's not fiction um helps that like you can actually derive patterns from it. Like it's not just a made-up character. It's like these people actually did this stuff, and there there are patterns that exist that you can, that you can learn and and uh, like protect yourself with. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. When I was a kid, there was an episode of Oprah. My mom was obsessed with Oprah, right? Mm-hmm. And there was an episode of Oprah where Oprah um, had a guy on who was talking about how you have to be careful when you live like in an area that has water because you could just drive off the fucking road and like be in the water and you can't get out of your car.
1: So you got the thing. So you get the fucking hammer thing. I have one in my car.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things that in my cynical brain, I could look at that and go, that guy's just there to make money off of people's fear Mm -hmm. that that might happen to them. Uh But then my, like the survival. My, part. Yeah. The my, the, my actual reality part of my brain is like, that could be handy one day. If if I was ever in that situation, I'll pay 20 bucks for that, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, my cynical brain and my rational brain, they, they, they fight some, they do war sometimes over stuff like this. Cause I could just look at this and go, Well, that guy just wants to sell hammers or i could look at that and go well
1: i think it's healthy to have all those perspectives you know not be like so sold on one way or the other i think that that's a problem with like people just being so hard on like one direction yeah like there's so many different perspectives and like and, and they're all valid yeah you know and
0: it's funny how it like my mother the day before didn't know about this problem and the day after, it was the biggest problem in the world to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's yeah. buying the fucking hammer.
1: Well, the best sales people exactly. create the problem and then solve it. And know? I saw
0: that mm-hmm. happen right up yeah. close and personal. But it's always kind of fascinated me about how quickly you can make someone go, "Holy shit, that yeah. is my problem." Yeah, I need anti-serial killer spray or whatever. Yeah, you know, it, like there, so. There is, you know, unfortunately, people can take anything and do bad with it, mm-hmm. or do good with it, whatever it is. But yeah, thought it was I thought it was kind of a fascinating. Um, uh, way to look at our culture.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all the time we have. Uh, there is a new Netflix series, not sponsored at all. <laughs> God. You're right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Hope you Did you could just call
0: Jeff with the period? I
1: like, mean, <laughs> it, we're close to Halloween, right? So it's kind of like that's true. Along the lines of, you know, stay safe out there, everybody. I'm more
0: of a Hocus T- Pocus two kind of guy. Me too. Kind of fella.
1: We haven't seen Hocus Pocus two. Don't be a f- poser. Hocus Pocus one. But maybe Sorry, Hocus Pocus Focuser. too. I was being a poser. Maybe soon. Maybe soon.
0: You should have my back on that, but you called me out on the mail.
1: No, I'm, no, I'm not letting you get away with scamming and lies. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, guys. Hey, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. I do a cool show in there called Crypto Corner every Tuesday night. Talk, talk about the deep uh, market. Um, And boy, is it deep right now. Covered in water. Anyway, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. See you later.